This week, I wanted to talk to you about through what my exercise regime should be and what I actually do. He's not a medical professional. He's not a nutritionist. He's not a best-selling author. He's not even an athlete. But he is a man who's passionate about the Fast 5-2 diet. He wants to try and get everybody to be able to achieve their health goals whilst having their cake and eating it. And here he is, the man himself. It's Ben Hampson. Hello and welcome to episode 28 what my exercise regime should be. This week, I'm looking at what my exercise regime should be and what I actually do. So thank you very much for joining me. I would love you to get in touch. The best way to get in touch, as usual, is fasting.pod on Instagram or ben at tdpod.com. And before I start, I just wanted to get into and do my weekly review. So my girth is still 97 centimetres or 38 inches. My weight has slightly gone down to 69.8 with a BMI of 22.8 and a body fat percentage of 16.3. And I'm glad to see my weight has dropped. I have actually been fasting twice this week and I'm going to fast a third time because I'd like to drop my weight just a little bit more just to get it sort of um, lower end of the 69 kilos. So Let's get into the main segment. So planning exercise. So like meals, you kind of need to plan exercise, but you've got to be careful. You don't do too much too soon. And I would like to say, you know, a big thing out there, because I do an awful lot of walking. There is no shame in walking. Walking is very, very good for you. But the most important thing is really to try and form habits by doing something every day or however long you can stand doing it for, or even if it's every other day, but doing something, well, let's not say every day, let's say every week. You've got to do something every week and then build it up from there. So what do I do when deciding how much exercise is for me? And really deciding on how much exercise depends on how much time you have to offer. So I spend time about 90 minutes in the morning walking Rufus, my dog, and about probably 30 minutes in the evening walking him again. Um, In the morning, I tend to go into our local park, but in the evening, I tend to do like road walking. Now, I find it very difficult to commit much more than that because I'm committing that sort of every day, apart from in the evening, I sometimes don't go out if it's it's pouring with rain. But I I find it's it's difficult to commit any more than that, you know, unless it's kind of the week's weekends. Now, I know I should do some cardiovascular work in some ways, But my heart rate, my resting heart rate currently is 60 BPM, which is kind of on the outer edge of an athlete's kind of resting heart rate. So for me, that is good enough. Now, I do use, you know, obviously my weight and my resting heart rate in particular to understand kind of where I'm at and whether I need to sort of implement a new regime. So currently for me, I'm kind of happy with what I'm currently doing because it really kind of fits in to my life. But let's have a look at you. You're the most important people here. What works for you? And I think in order to decide that, you need to really decide where you are currently, how much time you have to dedicate to to exercise, what it is that you actually want to do exercise-wise, how much is it going to cost you 
and then really deciding on the sort of metrics you're going to use to assess how you're doing. So the first thing really to decide is where are you in your journey? So if you've just started, so let, let's take me as an example, just to make it easier. When I first weighed myself, so I was thinking I was 94.3 kilos. I think it's about 100 odd pounds, something like that. I was not in a place, you know, I was, I was finding it difficult to stay awake in the afternoon because, you know, I was so overweight. And if I would sort of committed to sort of running every day, I know I just wouldn't have done it. And it probably would have been quite dangerous, in fact. So, you know, it is important when you understand where you're on your, on your journey to maybe you need to contact a medical professional just to say, look, this is the kind of exercise I'm proposing to do it. Can can I do that currently where I am? And and so, you know, from, from my point of view, you know, when I was that overweight, you know, I wouldn't have been able to commit to much because I just simply wouldn't have managed it. But I did, you know, getting Rufus was a, a real bonus. I, that was kind of slightly after I I was still overweight, but uh, it I, I wasn't quite as bad as, as I had been. But luckily, because he was a puppy, I kind of, you know, built it up very, very slowly because obviously you can't walk a puppy for too much initially. So that kind of worked really well in my favour. I think now I'd find a struggle, you know, as as, you know, luckily he's not old enough yet, but as he gets older... I probably will struggle a little bit and I'll probably will have to go out and walk by myself some of the time um, because he's, he's not going to be able to manage it. And I think if I got a puppy, it would be the same thing. You know, you, you, I'd probably have to walk a bit more than the puppy would be able to walk, for example. So you really have to sort of think about, about that. And, and you, you do really need to think about your time. So can you commit, say, once a week for 10 minutes? And if you can, that's great. But do it for the 10 minutes and then maybe you go, well, do you know what? I'm going to commit once a week to 20 minutes or I'm going to commit twice a week for 10 minutes each each session and then three times a week. And then obviously, if you know, you get a dog. It has to be seven times a week, you know, but you just need to build it up slowly. Don't commit to I'm going to walk seven times a week because it won't happen. It just won't happen. Just commit once a week for 10 minutes and then gradually build it up now considering sort of what exercise to actually do that is difficult because you need to number one look at kind of where you are in your current journey and 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 how does that fit in with the particular exercise you've you've kind of chosen you need to understand whether you're able to commit to that because particularly costs which we'll come on to you know come come into play but the most important thing is really what interests you so for a lot of people, they don't want to be in a gym, for example, but they're quite happy to go out walking somewhere. For some people, they don't want to walk anywhere because they're like, well, if I walk somewhere, I want to actually go somewhere and have a sort of destination in mind. So perhaps the gym is better for them. So it really, you know, it really, you've got to think very carefully about what kind of interests you because that's really important because if it doesn't interest you, it's unlikely you're going to continue. And the other thing you need to sort of consider, and I think this is a very important thing, particularly in this sort of day and age, is how much will it cost? You know, for example, if you've just bought a bit of Peloton equipment, so either the running platform or the bike, that is quite a, you know, quite a massive investment. However, there is an additional monthly investment on top of that. So can, you know, 
can you really afford that does that really work for you now i i love peloton i think that it's really great but at the moment i can't afford to do it so i don't do it um you know peloton if you're listening out there and you want to sponsor me that's not a problem i'm quite happy to uh to take that up but uh at the moment i don't think that's going to happen so uh i have to accept that you know peloton is not not going to be the way for me also you know think again think about building stuff up slowly so when i first started walking rufus you know obviously i needed a waterproof coat and i bought a cheap waterproof coat and it worked really well for maybe 18 months and then it started leaking and what i found is over time actually you're better to pay a bit more for a coat and maybe get it with Gore-Tex and all those kind of lovely things and it lasts for years and years and years and years however you're not I would not recommend that you walk straight into something and you you buy it I remember when I said do you know what I want to take up jogging I know, I know jogging is definitely the way for me and I thought sensibly at the time which is unlike me sometimes I thought, do you know what? I'm going to buy a cheap pair of, of trainers because if I don't use them, then at least I've only spent a small amount on them. I'm not going to do what I normally do and, and maybe spend a bit more than I should. And I did that and I think I went jogging twice. Now, it was great when I first started walking Rufus. I had those trainers, so I used them. Now, unfortunately, they don't really work in a walking world, particularly in the UK where it's quite wet in the winter and they got soaked through a lot and eventually they didn't really survive very well. But it is really important that you think about what you spend on on the chosen activity and that may influence whether or not you believe it can go ahead. And then I would always try and set yourself some goals. So my goal is really, you know, I want to be the same weight. I want to have a reasonable BMI and I want my resting heart rate to be between 40 and 60 beats per minute, which is sort of like an athlete's kind of resting heart rate. And at the moment, I'm around about 60 beats per minute. So I am happy with that. And that's why, you know, and even if I think if I got up to sort of 70 beats a minute, I'd be happy doing what I'm doing. But maybe, you know, for you, that doesn't work. Maybe you want to get it a bit lower than that. I know, for example, when I was doing a lot of bike work, I was sort of, 58 55 that kind of area so i could definitely get it down if i wanted to but i would need to work and put some cardiovascular activity into my training cycle and the other thing that i would say is reward yourself if you've been good if you've been you know so if you you know decide to you know you're going to walk somebody else's dog for example for a while to see how you you get on with that then if you're really good you know buy that more expensive coat and and reward yourself because it really is important to to make sure that you're motivated to do you know but if if that doesn't work for you then maybe i don't know you want a, a drink or something or you know sort of some alcohol or maybe you want something to eat or or something like that instead so you know whatever reward works for you that's that's what you you need to do and i think by defining those kind of goals then you what you'll understand is kind of how you want to progress so you may say well I'm a resting heart rate of let's say 85 and I want to be 60 and gradually as you see that coming down then you can assess whether or not you know the exercise is working for you if it's not you know you may decide well actually I want to try and change something different and there's nothing wrong with that if you want to change that that's that's fine as well all I really want to do is encourage you to exercise but I want you to do whatever works for you 
So I hope that's helped. Uh, I would love to hear from you. If you want to get in touch, then please do so. Fasting.pod on Instagram or podcast at tdpod.com. Next week, I'm going to be introducing some mindfulness into your routine. Thank you again for joining me. And as always, happy fasting. (laughs) 